you. I am Michelle Gifford. Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women With Fire, and we specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com. Hey, you guys. Welcome, welcome. It's Thursday, and that means it is quest day. And if you are not sure what I mean by quest day, if you're new here, first of all, welcome. We're super excited that you're here. And on Thursdays, we come at you with our quest episode where Sarah and I talk to you about your quest. Now, if you're thinking, what is my quest? What does that even mean? Make sure you go back to listen to episode 48 because that is where we give you the foundation of what a quest is. And then every Thursday, we have been coming at you with a quest episode to dive deeper into your quest and uh, what you have been called to do. So we're going to start off by reading a rating and review. This is from David Cardall. And he says, but I'm wondering if it's his wife. I don't know. I felt like I needed to follow my quest for several years, but Sarah and Michelle have given me the courage and guidance to pursue it and dream. Thank you too for helping me find my path. Hey, if you wrote this, David Cardall, will you uh, will you Instagram me? Give me a message and I'm going to send you a bright box because I love bright boxes and I love it when you leave ratings and reviews. That helps us get seen and also really uh, gives so much love to me and Sarah. Um, we just love every review and it makes us feel um, so good to know that we are helping you. And so if you would do that, that would be awesome. And if I read yours, then I'm going to send you a bright box from me to you with a special note and a hug and a high five. All right. So today I want to actually talk about, well, first, let me tell you, it's just me today. (laughs) Usually Sarah is with me, but she has some family things going on. And so I am taking over today. And so I'm glad that you're here to listen to me and send, send some prayers and loves to Sarah. So today I want to talk to you about kind of what this review talked about. And that is pushing you off the fence. (laughs) When I meet and talk to the women that we mentor, and when I am talking to women who feel like they've been called to do something, it's like they're on a fence, right? They're, you know, they go back and forth. They feel like they should do something and, but they're too scared or they're not, no, they don't know what exactly to do. And so they're sitting on the fence and I'm going to, I'm going to sneak up behind you in this episode and just push you right over. (laughs) And so that's what we're going to talk about today, because I really think this has been true in my own life that I spend too much time on the fence. And if I would just decide, make a decision, then I use all of that time I've been worrying about what I should do and if I should just take the leap and I I can use that time and put it towards something of worth and value. And is every decision that I make once I jump off that fence correct? Nah, it isn't. <laughs> but I'm going to tell you that God loves it when we um, act in faith and we, you know, listen to the promptings that he's given us and um, do our best to, you know, to understand and to get the revelation 
that he's given. And remember, he's giving us revelation line upon line. There are very few times that people get the whole big picture and each and every step and blueprint. And I think about when recently President Nelson shared a story of um, when he was talking about personal revelation in a conference talk. And he was talking about how he was in the middle of a, a surgery and he, like something unexpected happened and he felt like inspired the Holy Ghost, give the whole blueprint in his mind. And he was able to finish the surgery correctly and successfully. Now I think about that and yes, he did get a blueprint, but he had that heart right open. <laughs> you know, he's standing there in the surgery and all the stress and things that go with that. And he was in a critical place. And then because he was taking the step and, you know, doing the things that she was doing, that when he needed it, that the guidance did come. And I guess that's what I want to talk to you. Like, I want to, not I guess, it's what I want to tell you, that it's when we're acting, when we're doing what we are feel called to do, that God can give us open, more direction, and also guide us in the right way. So maybe he can, like, nudge us this way and nudge us that way. And so I always go back to something that, Um, Rosemary Card from one of our first episodes said that her mantra is, and I've kind of adopted it, sorry, Rosemary, (laughs) Um, but the faster I start walking, the faster God starts talking. And I've found this to be true, that if I'm willing to act on promptings, that God will, God trust me more with more promptings. And it's something I'm definitely working on all the time. But one of the things that, that I really want to talk about is that we, I think, we come and we think that asking questions and having doubts is wrong and bad. And I would, I would submit that having questions means that you are a seeker. And this is something Sherry Dew talks a lot about and we'll talk about later. But I think about Joseph Smith and he was one of the like coolest and most awesome seekers ever. If you think about his life, it was all full of questions. Um, And that is actually how the church was restored because of his questions. You know, he had a question which church to join and he asked and he got a really fantastic answer. And then he, you know, he was thinking about his brother who had died and he asked about um, if his soul was going to be saved. And that's where we get more revelation about baptism for the dead and doing temple work and those kinds of things. And if you look back and, and study his life, you'll, you'll find that that's actually how the church was restored was upon questions. And as we, I think we have in our mind that questioning things is bad. (laughs) And the real answer is that if you are questioning in faith, uh, really doing those things that will, that are, are doing it with a pure heart and asking God that he is the one that can talk to you and reveal things to you. And I, that scripture that, that Joe Smith read that led him to go into the grove, you know, it's give us to all men love really, you know, that one. So right after that part, I want to read <laughs> the rest of that scripture. And it says, but let him ask in faith, nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double minded man is unstable in all his ways. Oh, that hurts a little bit. (laughs) Um, but I really love that that comes after our famous, 
favorite scripture from Joseph Smith that, that we read that, that if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. And then it says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven from the wind and tossed for let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And now a quick break. Hey, you guys, this podcast is brought to you by, well, me and Sarah, and we are super excited to talk to you about our Quest Mentoring. If you are growing a business or if you are following your quest and feel a little bit stuck, well, this is for you Um, because with our 17 years of business between us and almost nine kids, we know that you have to do things differently. So if you are paralyzed about making mistakes, so you don't, because you don't want to waste time or money and, or maybe you just don't know what the next step is, then this mentoring is for you. And so all you have to do is it's sign up for monthly mentoring where you are going to get a monthly masterclass that is going to grow your quest. You're going to be surrounded in our Facebook group by women who get it, who are cheering you on and you're going to become clear and confident in your quest because Sarah and I are going to be there personally for you. And guess what? All you have to do is sign up right now for a dollar. It's seven days for a dollar. You get access to our trainings, our Facebook group, and us for one buck. Are you kidding me? So go to thewomenwithfire.com slash say yes and sign up today and get clarity and get confidence in your next step on your quest. And now back to our podcast. So right after the famous favorite scripture that Joseph Smith read before he went into the grove to pray is, if any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. So that's what we read, right? And we know that's true, that if we ask God, that he will give us wisdom. But I want to read the next verses for you, because this is where it's going to hit home. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven from the with the wind and tossed for let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the lord a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways now this one when i read it hurt a little bit because <laughs> i cannot tell you how many times i have felt like that man who wavereth right who is unstable who is like trying to do who like goes back and forth and doesn't necessarily uh, have faith in, in the action and faith enough to take action. I think it can be generally applied to you in how, maybe how you're feeling right now. Maybe you're not feeling like you're enough. Maybe you're feeling that your experiences are enough, but you keep feeling, you keep feeling that you need to do something. And so I wanted to go through in this episode quickly some some things, some four things that I want you to think about. Um, because when we are not feeling, not feeling confident in what we should be doing, this is when we start to compare ourselves and we look at each other and, and we, you know, we say, you know what, she's so lucky. She's so blessed. She has all this. And how did she get this many followers? And how did she grow so quickly? And I just wish that we had a chance to sit knee to knee in full confidence and uh, talk to each other and really see like what is behind each of us. Because I promise you that that person that you're looking at, she has a lot going on. She has a lot of hard things going on. 
I don't even remember who said this, <laughs> but they said, I want you to treat everyone like they are going through one of the hardest trials in their life because most of the times you would be right. And I think about that a lot. And because the longer I live, I mean, it's been a full 34 years, so it's been a long time. <laughs> but the longer I live, the more I'm realizing that turning and becoming more like Christ uh, is best displayed in how we treat people and how we understand them and how we look for the good, even when it's really hard. And I think sometimes the hardest to find the good is when we're comparing ourselves with someone else. And so uh, I just want you to think about that, that if you can com- stop comparing and and focus on what you need to do, because my dear, you have enough going on. You do not need their problems. <laughs> So let me give you some four things to think about. I'll tell you what the steps are. Preparation, believing, having a believing spirit, having eyes to see, and faith to act. So I want you to think about this. Are you prepared spiritually, physically, emotionally? Are you doing those things when you're asking in faith, when you're trying to figure out which fence to jump off of? (laughs) Um, When you're trying to figure that out, are you prepared spiritually? I, this is the primary, these are primary answers, but they are primary on purpose. If we are not, if we are not reading our scriptures, if we are not saying our prayers, if we are not carving out time for the Lord and keeping the Sabbath day holy, then it is going to be harder to receive revelation, period. And that is why there is so much from the leaders of our church about personal revelation. And they have said that if we do not know how God speaks to us and can receive revelation for ourselves, then we may not make it like bottom line. (laughs) And so we need to make sure that we are doing things all the time to be ready for revelation. And this is, this is seen in our scripture study and our temple attendance. And these are things that the prophet is, I mean, he gave us those challenges, this in general conference, and he asked the women to do these things. And one was a social media fast. The other was to read our Book of Mormon before the end of the year and go to the temple more and also participate more fully in Relief Society. Those are primary things, you guys. (laughs) These are basic things. That we should be doing. And yes, I mean, like social media fast. Yeah, that was more specific. And read the Book of Mormon in a year. Yeah, that was specific. But these things are primary things. And if we're not doing it, then we're going to be in trouble. And President Nelson is telling us to do this, pleading with us to do this, because he knows if we do this, we will have power. We will have the power to know what to do. We will have the power to do what is right, even when it's hard. And we will have power because God has promised us that we will have the power. And a prophet of God has given us a blessing that the power will be there. And I think about Joseph Smith. I think about um, his mom and his dad who laid the foundation for Joseph, who had the, he had experiences and knowledge that as a young boy of 14, he knew that if he studied the scriptures and if he prayed and after reading that scripture, if he acted, he believed that he would get answered because of the preparation of his parents and because they created a home where revelation and reading our scriptures and praying was something you did. And so think of the preparation that had to go into that little boy to become a prophet of God. Preparation is key. 
And, and there is a principle out there called the compound effect. It happens in business. It's, it's something that we talk about with like our money, you know, compound interest and that kind of thing. And I, I believe it in testimonies and in the gospel. Like if we are doing the little things every day to receive, to prepare ourselves to receive revelation, then we are going to be in not very long, you know, it, it builds up over the years to where we are much richer, <laughs> for lack of a better word, than we ever could have been if we are not not doing those little things every day. So number one is preparation. Number two is having a believing spirit. And um, this is kind of, this is what I was talking about at the beginning of the podcast and asking with faith, believing that we're going to get an answer. And Sherry Dew is one of the best people to talk about this. Uh, she has a whole talk called Engaged in the Wrestle or Are You Willing to Wrestle? Mm, I can't remember. And she also has a book about this as well. And um, she talks about how champion wrestlers are the ones who are the best are not necessarily the strongest wrestlers or the biggest ones with more muscle than anyone else. The winning wrestlers learn to leverage, this is the quote, winning wrestlers learn to leverage their strength to subdue, overpower, and defeat their opponents. They learn to leverage their strength. And so figure out where your strength lies. I'm going to tell you, it's in the Lord. <laughs> the answer's there. <laughs> but how do you receive revelation from the Lord. How does the Lord speak to you? We have to figure that out so that we can leverage it because we are going to be forced to wrestle. We have to wrestle. We have to figure this out. Enos wrestled. He wrestled which he had before God before he received a mission of his sins. And Enos, it talks about that. And then Paul taught the, taught the Ephesians that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. And as I've looked around this world, um, we are going to have some physical wrestles, you know, where there are some physical things, but most of the wrestle that you will have will be in the walls of your own heart <laughs> and they will be in the walls of your own home. And if we are not searching and searching with belief that God will answer, that he will answer our prayers, then we're going to be in trouble. And Elder Nile Maxwell said, we should not assume that just because something is unexplainable by us, it is unexplainable. The Lord has promised to open the eyes of our understanding and to reveal all mysteries. And this is Sherry Dew says, but he isn't likely to do either of these unless we seek to know. He will not force us to progress. So are you spiritually prepared, right? See, doing the primary things. Are you seeking with a believing spirit? And that's what the scripture in John talks about. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven from the wind and tossed. So are we going forward with a believing spirit? And then do we have eyes to see? Are we open to the opportunity are we looking for the miracles in our life? I know I, there are times when I have been looking for the miracles and I've seen them. And I also have known when I've cho chosen to close my eyes to the miracles and I haven't seen them. It's kind of up to me because God is, you know, this is pouring out so many blessings. Oh my goodness. My parents are leaving on a mission in the next couple weeks. And then my in-laws 
that just live up the street from me are also leaving on a mission in January. And I said something to one of my friends who has had a troubled past and hasn't had a husband at home to raise her kids. And she's, and I said, they're leaving me. (laughs) And I'm so happy that they're leaving me, but you know, there's that, there's going to, they're going to be missed. And she looked at me and she said, you've got your husband, you've got your kids. She's like, you've got a lot more than a lot of people have. You've just been a little spoiled. And I was like, I have it spoiled. (laughs) And that changed everything for me. No longer was it about poor me, but I was seeing I had eyes to see the miracles and it, it completely changed how I viewed my circumstance. And the fourth thing is faith to act. And I think I probably have read this um, before, but it bears repeating because I love it so much. <laughs> it is from President Hinckley. When I discuss faith, I do not mean it in an abstract sense. I mean it is a living, vital force that comes with recognition of God as our Father and Jesus Christ as our Savior. Faith in the divine being in the Almighty is the great moving power that can change our lives. It is the great moving power that can change our lives. The challenge which faces every member of this church is to take the next step to accept that responsibility to which he is called, even though he does not feel equal to it, and to do so in faith with the full expectation that the Lord will light the way before him. Let me just read that a little bit again. (laughs) The challenge which faces every member of this church is to take the next step to accept that responsibility to which he is called, even though he does not feel equal to it, and to do so in faith with the full expectation that the Lord will light the way before him. I can tell you that that faith is not something random. I think we think it's like this, like kind of ethereal, like magic fairy dust, (laughs) but it is not. It is the power in which we access the atonement of Christ. And the atonement of Christ is not just to overcome our sins. It is to gain power to help other people. It is to gain power to believe and to ask in faith and to be comforted when we are sad. The power of the atonement is not just for the sinner. It is for those who have been sinned against. It is for those who are left to pick up the pieces when other people are making bad choices. The power of the atonement is real in heartache. It is real in devastation. It is real in happiness. It is real in the power of helping others and serving and making friends and ministering. That is what the power of the atonement is for. So my friends, I love you. And I really, really appreciate you listening um, today. And I hope this has pushed you over the fence. I kind of like pushing people off the fence and into action. And I hope that you have felt my love for you. And I hope that you feel that I am not immune to hard things. I hope you feel that I get it. I get it. And guess what? I'm still pretty happy. (laughs) You can be happy doing hard things. And I love you. So remember, prepare. Have a believing spirit. Have eyes to see the blessings. And have faith to act. Because when you step out in faith, you will receive the miracles. All right, you guys, I sure love you. And thanks for joining us. And if you have someone who needed this message today, would you pass it on? That'd be awesome. All right, you guys, we'll see you next week. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. 
In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women With Fire podcast, find us on Instagram at The Women With Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women With Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.